year 1987, NASA launched the last of America's deep space probes. Aboard this compact starship, a lone astronaut, Captain William Buck Rogers, was to experience cosmic forces beyond all comprehension. In a freak mishap, his life support systems were frozen by temperatures beyond imagination. Ranger 3 was blown out of its planned trajectory into an orbit 1,000 times more vast. An orbit which was to return Buck Rogers to Earth 500 years later. Retro horror and sci-fi television. My name is Allison, and with me is my co-host Drew. That's me. And we have two very special guests today. We've got two-thirds of the Retro Movie Geek podcast, if you've ever heard of that one. We've got Daryl. Hello. And Peter. Yeah, the, the two-thirds that are potty mouths and <laughs> m- more children like. Well, no, I was gonna uh, blame that on Joel. <laughs> oh, oh, yeah, yeah, Joel's the bad here. Yeah. Joel's the bad seed. Right? Yeah, yes, blame that all on him. That's why he's not here today. Exactly. He's not doing bad things. Exactly. <laughs> Val, we would Val never and, curse. Val and yeah. Andy weren't able to make it for this episode, but they'll be back with us soon. Um, They're out hanging out with Joel doing bad things. Bad oh, yeah. things. Yeah. They went, they went <clears> to Florida. Mm-hmm. And they didn't even invite us. Exactly. So <laughs> anyway. Running around That's family. For That's this, family. For this episode, uh, we we joined our we asked our friends to join us to talk about Buck Rogers and the 25th century. Which, if you're not familiar, which I'm not sure why Shame you'd be listening you. to this if you're not, <laughs> but um, it was a science fiction television show that started in 1979 and went through to 1980 and originally the pilot episode which we're gonna kind of talk about in detail was released as a movie and then ended up being the first two episodes of the series and we're mostly I think gonna talk about the first season loosely and uh, hone in on a fun vampire episode called Space Vampire that Peter picked out for us. But um, we'll talk about the series overall. And there will be spoilers. I don't really think this is a show that if you talk about plot spoilers, I don't think it ruins it because I think the show is more about the atmosphere and some of the, the silly fun. and It's all about the space disco. It's about late 70s space disco. It's all like, about Aaron Gray. 
That too. I mean, wow. uh, yeah, did I say that out loud? Oops. You can definitely say that out loud. And I quote, she's, uh, what do they call her? Wonder Woman, but with brains. That's what they kept, the, really? the quote that they kept saying about that character she played. Do you wow. not have an Erin Gray experience? I did. I met her oh. uh, many, many, many years ago. She did Wizard World New York. Uh, oh, nice. And uh, she was, she she was one of the. I think she, her because of her business background with her husband and stuff, she was kind of like the the roundabout leader of the uh, cons of getting the actors together because she really didn't need to do it to make money, but she felt right. But she knew that some of the you know people she had worked with were on hard times now. You know, years well, she actually past. has like a business for that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, that's what she was saying. This is I met her when she was getting it started. Like it was becoming, it became a business business, and a lot of other actors have done it too. Now they they've kind of like one actor takes the lead, and then they're like, if you get me, you'll also get, and then they'll have a bunch of other actors that also will kind of. It's like you're their agent, kind of like right. you get in, and you'll get them too, and and you'll have a, a group of people from the show. To kind of, and that's what she talked about. Like we basically didn't even talk. We just sat and she just talked to us, like the the old. She died. Do know nothing else. I know, and I'm sitting there going, uh, "Wilma is talking to me." Yeah. <laughs> Regular. The, yeah, the most beautiful woman in the entire like, universe. Like she didn't. She didn't want money. Like she didn't want us to buy an autograph. She didn't want any of that stuff. Like she just, she just hanging was out. talking. She just wanted to hang out, and she. So she told me about all the, you know, the, the actors and getting started in it. Like she, just, like I was interviewing her, but it wasn't an interview. And she just wanted to talk about it, and, um, and how she just, you know, like she just felt like there's just so many actors who fell on hard times, and they just didn't have anyone to represent them, and so she felt, you know, she kind of felt obligated to do it because she would get them gigs, because she would pretend to be their agent. And she would get them jobs and stuff. So she kind of, I think later on, she just did it. She just became that uh, instead of pretending to be that so they can get gigs. Uh, And she was so sweet. And she said, do you want a hug before you leave? And I'm I'm sitting there going, (laughs) do I breathe? Like, do I? Now you're right. That's why she hugged you. And she, I didn't, well, I breathed in her scent because she was the greatest smelling actress ever. And she came and she <laughs> hugged us and she was like, nice to meet you. And she's, oh, she was like, she was the sweetest person to us. Perfect strangers. We were all perfect strangers. And she was so sweet and kind. Like, I will never forget meeting her. Like, it was, it was, because it's rare when you really get to meet, you know, like someone who you look, you know, you really liked when you're a kid and then yeah. you meet yeah. them and then they're actually even nicer than you expected because i expect her to be like i say hi you buy something or whatever and then they like get out of here kid right that's what i expected but for her to be that you know and then we got there early so there wasn't really a crowd so she was like you know let's talk she was like wait you know like where are you going you don't have to leave um and it was just yeah she was just the sweetest the sweetest person i Sometimes looking back when we were for this show, I was looking at some stuff 
and uh, rewatching the pilot and then rewatching episodes after, it's like you go and you you recognize some things and it's like, damn, she was in charge. And then you notice that they started to to lessen mm. her yeah. her role they soften as the episodes go. Well, not even just soften. Like there's an episode even in the in the um the second episode after the pilot where she is the she's the one who's in charge of the defense of Earth. And Buck Rogers, when the guy, the assassin comes and he's throwing this sonic uh boomerang and he's like a space ninja or something, and mm-hmm. he Buck Rogers tells her, you guys put your heads down and don't get up for anything. And then I'm like, wait a minute. She's the one that's in charge. Like, why isn't she yeah, going with you? She saved him from the, the I know, the like mutants I, in the first one. But you well, forget. You know, it's, like, it's that idiocracy thing where apparently everyone in the last 500 years, even though they're super technologically advanced now, they don't know how to do anything. No. Listen, if, if, save the day. If Aaron Gray came and just smiled, that beautiful small smile, I would just, you know what, take my planet. I don't care. I mean, nowadays it would have been like so. like a uh, woman would have went one way, Buck would have went the other way, and then it would have confused the guy right. trying to kill them, and then they would both crisscross and catch yeah. him. Yep. Yeah. It was still, you know, the 70s, yeah, the 80s. Yeah. There was still a lot of sexism in TV, so. For sure. Well, it's so we, funny. We weren't how really the, that advanced. No, it's funny how the movie, which is the pilot, mm-hmm. was so much more progressive than the actual once it got to producing the show. Like, she was in charge. Like, she, right. you know. she yeah, They did the, change a bit. Ex, you know, like, even the, I mean, except for a few scenes where it's like, Buck, I'm feeling these emotions I've never felt before. Yeah. It's like, wait a minute, you're human. Why would you, what do you mean you didn't feel these emotions before? And, and it came out of nowhere because she's been cool, like, all through the, the movie. Right. And, and all of a sudden, towards the end, it's like they have to put that scene in. And I'm like, wait, what happened? What, did they replace her with someone else? Like, what? It was just so weird when it when it came out. She's, but they had to put the kiss in. You had to do that, like right. uh, yeah. in the movie. You have to do the payoff and and have the romantic. Yeah. And as a kid, yeah. you you imagined yourself being Buck Rogers at that moment. Well, then, I, yeah. You know, cut to a few episodes later when Buck's just on his uh, his lady in need of the week. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. He, he did yeah, that a couple like, of them. Now she's just like the. Not a, I wouldn't even say a side piece. She's like the the back burner, because um, there's always like a little bit of romantic thing going on between mm-hmm. the two of yeah. them, but there's yeah. nothing going on between the but two. They of them. never get like they hint, they flirt, but they never mm-hmm. like when they when uh, in that second one when it when it's the pilot. I mean, when it's the first episode of them being on the on air. And he's and they meet the uh, the other uh, soldier or whatever, and she's in charge. Like she and and mm-hmm. and you hear Buck say, and he said it in a way that it's like that's kind of sexist. He's like the first thing he says is, "Oh, it didn't work out between you two. Why? Because you got a higher rank than him. Because you're in charge. Like it's a problem. Like you're in charge." And she goes, "No, that wasn't it." Right. And, and but he's trying to imply that as soon as she became the colonel, that's when, you know, their relationship had to have break and broken down. 
but Buck Rogers is still living in the 80s. Right. Mm. He right. has that 80s mentality, uh, right. bumbling, sexist man. He's, he he was really good friends with Donald Trump before he got frozen, you know? Oh, I think God. so. <laughs> they were oh, hanging my. out. You know, I forgot how... Did you get a sense when you watched it how uh, Dr. Theopolis kind of had the hots for Buck? No, but that kind of makes sense. Because the first thing he says... Thing. The first thing he says to him when he puts the computer on the table, when he puts the Theo on the oh, table, yeah. he goes, he goes, you're an attractive man. And then and then when he talks to Wilma about him, he goes how he is just a wonderful man and, mm-hmm. and I support him and I stand with him. And then when he changed into the suit, when they had the party towards the end of the the movie yep. when they when they have the party and Theo right. kind of Theo says to him how beautiful he looks in that suit like he always he yeah. kept saying how attractive he was and I'm like wait a minute did you really think about balance? that but now that you mention it yeah I didn't catch it when I you know years but now that I'm watching it now it's like because he kept saying it like you you get right. one you get one you know. Uh, uh, you're attract. You're an attractive man. Boom. You leave it. You know that's one. Yeah. But he just kept going. Like all through the movie, he just kept saying things that you would say to somebody that you were attracted to. Like sure. just, and it cracked me up that he just kept saying that. And I'm like, nobody sees that he's trying to <laughs> hitting on trying Buck to Rogers. hook up with Buck while Buck <laughs> trying to hook up with uh, everybody else. Right. Anybody okay. that moves. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> Um, I did. Well, I think I was more distracted by it seemed I forget the mechanical race that he's part of Dr. Theopolis or yeah, I couldn't remember what they were called, but like they, they were. Yeah, yeah. The, um, uh, they're very like above everybody like they're the master race, but it's yeah. like you guys are literally we could conquer everybody just by picking you all up and putting you in a trash bin and be yeah. over. just roll them across the floor. <laughs> it's we like, saved yeah. you. Cause we saved you. Remember, <laughs> you, you think, yeah. We saved earth. We saved you. human. Yeah. They, so when they, when this is all taking place, like the, the whole premise of this in case somebody is right, familiar, catch up the people sure. never watch the show. Well, you know, we've got, we've got some family that sometimes watch, listens to our show and then they haven't watched the, the program yet sure and I, I don't know i well I've, I've done that i've listened to podcasts and not not watched what they were yeah i think in this case it'd be the people that aren't family that actually might not watch it because our family that listen they're all old enough oh they probably they remember saw this when it first came wow. i guarantee you my dad was not watching this he was he was not a fan <laughs> of of sci-fi in any way shape or form uh, i definitely uh, feel like my parents probably which watched probably it. helped foster my rebellious interest in it especially uh, especially anything that was considered cheesy by right. him but because yeah. i watched i watched this and the original battlestar galactica like in afternoon reruns as a kid all the time mm-hmm. and so much to the fact that i think sometimes i got memories of the two shows mixed in my head and then later i read that they reused pieces and same production crew and stuff Mm -hmm. and so that actually makes a lot of sense to me oh and same themes remember yeah yeah and i use the same themes twice yeah i love them both and i was also i really loved star wars too but i think i especially just loved 
how fun late seventies space seemed to me. You know, everything was colorful and very lively and you had like <laughs> fun lights everywhere. And that was disco. And the outfits. Mm-hmm. I was uh, definitely you'll into never the forget outfits. that disco. Those scene. collars. Oh yep. Oh man. Yeah, totally. He's yeah, Buck Rogers is rocking some serious disco collar and some oh, of these. Yes. So he he's supposed to be he's played by Gil Gerard and uh, we'll talk about Gil Gerard as we go on. <laughs> he's an interesting character. Yes, he um, is. He he plays a, a he plays a basically like a, a space like a space explorer in 1987 and there's a mishap causing him to be lost in space basically and he's cryogenically frozen and he is discovered by this by the draconian empire which happens to be traveling on their way to earth and they thaw him out in the year 2049 and there's this and and this is presented in the pilot and also which was presented as a movie the pilot's two episodes Mm -hmm. and i honestly think i don't know if i ever watched this as a kid and I, i wouldn't have like got the nuances between the pilot and the rest of the series, but the pilot has a more of a serious tone. Right. Well, in the it's, movie, they took over three fourths of the galaxy. Yeah, I mean they had the defense the shield around the Earth, so well, yeah, more, Earth was pretty yeah, pretty much weak. I didn't yeah. realize. I didn't while rewatching it. I didn't realize how dire it was for Earth. Right. This, because well, they changed and, it. They changed the tone. Yeah. yeah, and in the pilot, the movie, like it kind of gets the sense that it's like, oh. We're gonna be battling the draconians all the time, right. you know. They were right. the Klingons, yeah. Right. They, were, they were pretty much the Klingons or the, you know, like they took over most. They won pretty pretty mm-hmm. much. They won. They took over most of the galaxy, and Earth had to sit behind the defense field. And they mentioned how they had fewer soldiers to fight. Like it was, it was pretty dire. Right. In the beginning, and then they kind of changed it and made it a you know Earth was more of a collective federation. They even yeah. say federation in it a few yeah. a couple times to change it, but it was more closed off and and kind of yeah more we were not we were not winning. We were not nope. <laughs> we were not winning in the movie. Like we were we were pretty much in a in a situation where they could have taken Earth out if. And they even mentioned it, right? Where they we will just come in and take it anyway. Like, right. Yeah. They they they... Sent one small fleet, and they were gonna be like, one small fleet, we'll have Earth now, and that'll just be part of our system. Yeah. You know. Yeah. Well, and they they imply that there was this this <clears throat> Holocaust on Earth that basically there was a nuclear nuclear war, and then and the environment was decimated. So the only places that are safe to live are in these kind of domes. They call them inner cities. cities. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And and Buck actually at one point during the the original pilot, it goes out and ventures out into the old ruins of the cities and encounters mutants. And it's it kinda has that a plant it runs the planet of the apes or like the mm-hmm. time machine yeah. a little yeah. bit. Yeah. And, and who has to come and save him? Well, obviously, Wilma Deering, yeah, played by by the lovely Aaron Gray. So, uh, so that's our premise. It's like, like basically, the Earth was completely messed up, and so Earth isn't doing great, and they're they have to get basically all their food and supplies yeah. from off-world sources, and the Draconians have been disguising fighters as pirates, 
raiding those supplies and making the supply channels difficult. And then mm-hmm. they're coming in to the quote unquote rescue to say, oh, well, we'll protect you in exchange mm-hmm. for spaceport access and basically using it as a, as a strategic base for them. Right. Apparently 500 years in the future, all pirates are samurais. Pretty much, right? Yeah. 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 I have to yeah. say the draconian ship and quarters and their costumes were so much better than the earth quarters and costumes. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And they have soaking pools. I, I'm just thinking like in Buck Rogers position, they're, they're basically offering him the opportunity to be a spy or kind of a double agent once he's made contact with Earth mm-hmm. after Earth decides and they have better they might science. trust him. Remember they, they I didn't forget this part where they say in the movie when they get him, when they, they bring him out of cryogenics, they they actually had they actually say he's lucky that our cryogenic science is is mm-hmm. so more much more advanced. Yeah. They made an illusion that it's more advanced than Earth's. Plus, they got some really good aspirin. Yes. Yeah, they, <laughs> yeah. they give, him, likes the space they give him pain reliever. And there's a couple other episodes where people drug him, and he immediately mm-hmm. gets his biggest grin on his face, and he's like, yeah. Oh, I like it. This is good. <laughs> I came from the 80s. Yeah. Right. And I just, that cracks me up. Like, yeah. I, we had the, we had, um, the, just the first few minutes of the first episode on this morning while we were getting ready to record and that was when that scene came up when they give him the drugs and he's just he's cool with everything like yeah. that he said give me some you have some more it's yeah some yeah give me some more give me some of them there space <laughs> oh yeah so kind of surprises <laughs> call me. up cheech let's get this going <laughs> other than the fact that you would have to have your hero be with earth and couldn't be with the aliens but it'd be right. interesting i know they're talking about revisiting this in the in the future they're gonna try and bring back the series or a yeah movie george or clooney is producing it I think. yeah, yeah they're not it's that. not gonna be fun like this but no, i wish, not like I wish they they're would gonna do... go galactica you know it's gonna yeah be, there's yeah. gonna be someone like, like, like the second walk every 10 minutes right yeah. it's like oh you love that character well that character's dead now That's <laughs> yes That's how we feel. i mean I really like the the revival of, of Battlestar Galactica, but there were a couple of times where we, as Drew put it, put the show on timeout because it made us oh, mad. Yeah. We're like, no. <laughs> I mean, we're at done. this point, it was so long ago that I don't remember half the names, but um, the redheaded girl, oh. the one that oh, I can't think of her name. Uh, she was like the ah, yes, yes, yes. I don't remember the name though, but I do but remember she was the like character. the the wife or girlfriend of the mechanic and. Like when they oh yes he had a out. baby that's right yeah when they jettisoned her out the airlock yeah. it was like that was my like Time last out. straw yeah. I'm like nope, nope I'm not watching this show for a while this one's just too <laughs> I'm done like I know, stop killing yeah. people I love yeah they just threw her out and it was done like it was tor- right, that was towards like, when it was gonna end too and it was like wow she didn't even get a future she just right you just kill oh. her off yeah that show oh. rough. It's rough. (laughs) It's a rough. Well, if you look, I mean, if y'all ever made it to the second season. Oh, we watched it. Oh, yeah, we watched it. It got rough again. I'm the only one who watched all of it. Yeah, Glenn A. Larson, it got pretty rough to it, like, similar to how, you know, if they had kept going. Yeah. It got pretty dark. Yeah, oh, you're talking Buck Rogers again. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Uh, second, no, second season guy. We have not gotten to the second season yet. I, oh, I let think... me warn you. 
<laughs> the second it's rough. Yeah. Well, because wow. he was such a pain in the ass about uh, this Gil Gerard was such a pain in the ass about you know like I he didn't like the comedy he would rewrite like things they wanted him wow. to say he wouldn't say it and and I it was read just that. it yeah. was such a fight that when you got to the it was more like. Start like they did a, it was a Star, Star Trek. Trek. Right, that's yeah. what I was, it was Star Trek, yeah. because when they got to the um second season, they made they pretty much because I remember watching, I was like, What the hell did they do? But mm-hmm. I had to stick with it because that's my uh, you know, my sure, my so thing. Yeah. I can't I can't give up a show, I have to stick with it to the till it ends when it's a sci fi show like that. Um, and they put Wilma on uh communications duty like she basically didn't have it made no sense but she did not have authority on that ship the searcher they named it the searcher and they had they didn't even really give a reason why they went out into space no 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 no. nope again there was a a strike was the writer's strike or whatever yeah without the writer's strike yeah and they and they were thinking we'll do these changes and maybe it'll make him happy and he'll stop you know yeah but he he wasn't even happy about writers quit he made yeah. two writers quit because he got into so many arguments with them. And uh, and then they gave him more to do. And they, you know, and they made it a little bit more serious. And they dealt with, like, you know, social issues. Yeah. And they gave this guy, Hawk, who was kind of, like, you know, when they were doing a lot of the the bird, the people that have come to Earth before. And they put up, yep. and the illusion, you know, they allude to that aliens might have put up the uh, pyramids. Right, yeah. they're aliens. Yeah. And so they, aliens. Right, right. And <laughs> that was the connection. They kind of made it like almost Native yeah, American the way that they dealt with him. Like they were of nature and and yeah, the sad first part about that character. It, well, at first he was the enemy. Like he, yeah. he he felt that they were his enemy, and then you find, and then he eventually finds out that they're not. They wanted peace with him, and and he became a regular. But he was pretty much like we took a Klingon or something and yep. we made them a regular of we have to have an alien as a regular of the show. Yeah, like they didn't really do anything with him, which is it, a shame. Using it was, them. Yeah, yeah, it was a good character him. and just he was like, just like uh one of uh, Buck Rogers uh And they only went puppies. eleven episodes because everybody yeah. that watched it stopped watching it except for me. And then <laughs> uh, well, uh, yeah. so, so it only made it to eleven episodes. Uh, you, you and a few more Aaron Gray super fans. Yes, it was just us. It's just six of us. <laughs> we just sat there, and it just went. It it was sad too because it didn't even get a finale. Like the no, show never got just a ended. It just ended on a on a standalone episode, and that yeah. was it. Yeah. Oh, because Gil Gerard, he didn't really. I mean, he was. He got basically what he wanted it became more and still serious and, he's, and then he's, he's like unhappy. nah i'm still not happy with it okay. he didn't want wilma to have much to do he didn't like wilma save him like that was nope. one of the arguments and i think that that's what lessened her role in the and they made the yeah. made her more of a girlfriend in this like they were more yeah. romantic in the second season like i've read all these things about him and it's like every time i watch his acting and uh-huh. i watch his stunts and i'm just yeah. like why didn't you just replace him? Yeah, I know. Right? <laughs> like, I know it's Buck, and the yeah. show's called Buck Rogers. I know. But, you know, just do the thing where Buck Rogers falls into some pit of something, something, and <laughs> then it changes his features for, yeah. you know, 
or maybe yeah. the atmosphere has changed and he like uh goes gray and ages dramatically and you just find some you know silver fox guy to come and take his place or a I lot mean, of power there's so many there were so many actors that you could have put into that role in that era yeah and and had it stay fun and and say what it was because we were reading we were reading different articles about the making of the show and it just sounds like he was just this prima donna and you know sad Aaron Erin Gray wasn't only absolutely gorgeous, but she's a very smart, she's a very smart woman. Like she mm-hmm. was studying mathematics before yeah. she found that she could make a lot more money as a model and an actress because mm-hmm. she's gorgeous. But she wasn't, mm. she wasn't just, you know, somebody that was just plucked out of off the street that they could just push around, although they did. But it just, it just seems like she had so much potential there. It, you know, sucks that he was threatened, probably. She did. He was really threatened I, by her. It, she was. He, he basically had, had said he didn't. He changed. There was an episode, there was a, a scene where she comes in to rescue him in, in one of the early episodes, and he nixed it. He was like, no. Um, and they had to change it, and they, re, they rewrote it because he didn't Which like it. Which is sad. I mean, it makes you sad because you see where... Uh, where the show could have gone right i mean we could have we could have skipped the second season and had it just continue yeah because he was the supposed to be like he was like the the he does the mission impossible kind of thing like wilma was part of the team right they all had a they all had a part of the team be it the opolis secret agent man yeah he advised tweaky did the little sneaking around you know in places mm-hmm. to help him <laughs> Wilma, you know sometimes she'd be the muscle sometimes she'd be the person to get him into places that he needed to be because she had authority she was in a you know she right. had that authority and so you could have had a team you could have had a team of of people and she you, could uh, i mean she like uh like the the this vegas and space uh thingy where she right. you know, yeah. went into right. the undercover on the skies because so, that's I mean, how the six million dollar van was like you yeah. drop him into a place and then you know and then he kind of does stuff and yeah but wilma and, was in the, in on that too so i mean she could she could hold her own so uh it was like right. a mission impossible team yeah well, and they also uh, they start off with the whole thing where it's like Buck doesn't have whatever chip everyone has. Right. The identification yep. thing. It's like, right. oh, well, he's the perfect spy because exactly no one will know who he is. And so mm-hmm. they're basically using him as an asset of their team. Yep. But then it just becomes the Buck show. Yeah, yeah. it's yeah. been more like kind of the scenario for Chuck. That TV show, right. Chuck, yeah. is like yeah, he's, Chuck he's an asset, and they send him out on missions, but he's yeah. not in charge because he's from <laughs> the 1980s, and this like, is 500 years later, and everyone right. should be more advanced than he is, you know. And he well, never like, explained why he knows how to use technology that he's never seen before. Right, like right. flying their fighters, like yes. it's it's not it's going to be totally different technology. But yet he's helping them get better. Right. Because he's Buck Rogers. You know, I've driven a Volkswagen van before, so obviously I can drive a Greyhound. Yeah, it's easy. Sure. Sure. I can fly a plane. It's easy. I can fly, if I fly a plane, I can fly a helicopter, right? Sure. Yeah, why not? Same thing. Same thing. It's easy. 
Yeah, Robo, oh, what I think, Submarine, what I think, same thing. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> what they also lost in the second season was that in the first season, no one really understood uh, a lot of the, uh, the 80s jokes that, that Buck made. But all of a sudden in the second season, they kind of understood a lot of what he meant, which I yeah, thought was yeah. kind of – and that – yeah, and we, yeah, and that that professor. Well, she that was just the man. person to laugh at his stuff, like his jokes and stuff. Like they right. basically like wrote her overbearing and, parent. <laughs> yeah, she's huh. basically the the one that has to to laugh at you know what he does and and whatnot. Yeah, right. Made or, a ping pong table in the first. Yeah, season. yeah. Well, I so never understood because it's like he's only gone five hundred years in the future. And it's like four, I think. Right. Well, they seem like <laughs> they seem like they have no idea of what was going on in the 80s. It does. Like, and it's tra- like yeah. there's other like the draconians and stuff have this super advanced civilization past ours. And it's like they can't fathom the concept of such an old ship being out in space. <laughs> like this has to have happened before. <laughs> I know they were like, "What is this show? Like, what is this ship? We don't even understand it. Like, this makes us." I mean, I know they tried to play with the whole thing of there's a Holocaust that happens and they lost a lot of information, right. and they they don't really get into the computer because the AIs built them. Like, usually the AIs turn evil and you have to stop them, right? Right. But in yeah. Buck Rogers, the AIs built each other, and they saved Earth. Yeah, and they wind up ruling, not even ruling it like a. Uh, well, you could, they could kind of be dictators. They kind they of rule kind us of, like we're pets. Yeah, like well, they more more <laughs> like rule us like we're children. Like we don't know anything. Right. Like because they need somebody to carry them around other than than the small robots like <laughs> exactly right. and quads and like, quads. Why is, how is how is uh, the Twiki race? How is he not like you know overthrown the I know boxes full of blinking lights, <laughs> especially how they ordered them around so much. Right, it's like yeah. stop ordering me around. I'm gonna throw you in a trash bin. Well, exactly. <laughs> stay there for a thousand years. As a yeah. kid, I I mean, because when I was watching this on TV, I was probably about four or five years old, and I think I had trouble differentiating that Twiki and Doctor Theopolis were different beings because right. Twiki was wearing Dr. Theopolis yeah. on a He's, strap around his neck he was all the time. Him around like and it would confuse yeah. me because <laughs> he would make he'd make these sounds and then uh, is it Mel Blanc did his voice? Yeah. Yep. He well would, two people did it, but yeah. Okay. Yeah, we'll, skip, we'll skip the other. Oh, yeah. okay. <laughs> does does Mel Blanc do it for season one then? Well, yeah, and, and he ben does it Long mostly was, for Edwards for both. Yeah, he was sick, sick uh, so he didn't yeah, do he it for a, for half. So the somebody came season. in, stepped in while he was sick. Right. Yeah, and while okay, yeah, while we're on the subject so, uh, of that, why not at least try to sound a little bit like Tweaky? Yeah, instead know. of just being a completely different voice. I know. I'm I know. so I, irritated. I haven't heard those episodes where it's not Mel Blancton, but but his he looks like a child robot. I mean, yep. he looks like something else also, but he looks like... He's yeah. got a penis head. Well, but yes. that's... I mean, they're totally taking that from Darth Vader and, oh, like, sure. the whole Star Wars designs. Mm-hmm. Oh, you, you think? Know, <laughs> Spaceballs, you get the same thing. 
But but he has but yeah, so he's got this like robot metal mushroom haircut that lights up underneath and but he has like a childlike face. Right. And so as a kid when I'd hear Dr. Theopolis speak, his voice is much like a higher pitched and softer. I kind of thought, okay, that voice makes sense that it would come out of this sort of um, yeah, androgynous little child mushroom person. <laughs> and then we have Mel Blanc being like, yeah, like get some or whatever. You know, yeah, like Twiggy yeah. say they like these little, he, he learns, he picks up all it's the It's like a dirty old from, man. From right, Buck Rogers, but he looks like a kid in it. Yeah. And as an adult, I'm like, wow, I, no wonder I was confused. Like, this is very, and and very it's weird. named Tweaky because they don't talk about it, but like they throw this whole thing out there of these AIs that built each other over years and years and years, like and thousands of years, and they just never explain like well, where they come from. Like what did we build them first, and then they kept, you know, or like somebody council. had to build them. Right. Like how did they just come out of anywhere? Like are they from another race or did they, like they or don't even. It? Yeah. Oh, I was just like, or was it like a situation where it's uh the nice Skynet where they kind of like were underlying and then once we killed right. all of ourselves off, they just came in and like, well, this one's not too mutated, so we'll breed it with this other one that's not too mutated. Right. And we'll start this thing again. I, yeah, <laughs> yeah. It's like they never get into it, and I know they totally got away from the scorched earth story. Like they didn't yeah. want to touch right. that anymore too and they, depressing. So they, it was too <laughs> depressing so they they got rid of that and they kind of made it where no all of earth is pretty much different cities yeah. so they mm-hmm. you know and, so, and you could walk out with no problem with it. right it, right it looked there's, very there's lush not mutated earth people no. running around that's no. only chicago <laughs> yeah apparently so, just chicago. old chicago that's the only right. place where the mutants are i have a question right. have either have Peter or Daryl, have either of you read the comic that the original stories came from? A little bit, not but much. A little bit here and there, like this. Yeah. I read more uh, I read Flash Gordon when I was Yeah. Or, yeah. Oh man, yeah. The the kind of the set and general feel of this remind me of Flash Gordon, although Flash Gordon yeah. is, be- you know, better made and produced. I love that movie so much, but <laughs> this is it's just that kind of we're in the future and we have villains. But it's fun, you know. It's yeah, but you, when you're on board uh, the Princess Ardala ship, that mm-hmm. is more akin to the the Flash Gordon movie, yeah. I think. Yeah, definitely. I yeah. loved her ship. I loved her costume. I think Kane was like what one the scantily, the, 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 the barely costume. You mean they were really they were they were gorgeous. Yeah, I they. Think I mean, they looked like the Vegas. costumes for different reasons. She looks yeah. like well, yeah, but she looks like a Ooh. Vegas showgirl a lot of the yeah. time, or like she's going to Burning Man or yes. both. Yeah. yeah, and she has that walk, that very mm-hmm. hip, hip, uh, hippie walk. I don't know, not hippie like like in hippie, but the, no, the, no, the like swaying hip. hips. Did a walk yes, swaying sashay. with her yes, hips. Yeah, yeah, like sashay is a good word. Yes. Yeah. Um, she's played by Pamela Hensley for those yep. of you keeping Gorgeous. track at home. Uh, and unfortunately, then, only in five episodes. Yeah, she does yeah. come back and. I'm looking forward to seeing her again in other episodes because I really I like yeah, her she does and I like yeah. I, I I mean I'm just saying like Buck would have had a good time joining Draconia. Right. They, yes, they seem like so. they know how to party. I know. Yeah, again, if you, if you look at the episode that's called Ardala Returns, uh, I kind of like that where she 
she clones uh, Buck Rogers. There are several of them, and she is. Oh uh, no! <laughs> yeah, and and she is. She wants to have a night with all. It it, it goes into she some really weird territory. There's a reason, like oh. it's not just owning Buck. Like you just can't. Like there's oh, something but, special about him. She is. She has got a thirst for Buck for sure. Oh my but, gosh. but in oh, that man. episode, starts, you actually it starts before she even meets him too. Like oh, when sure. she yeah. hears he's on board, she immediately starts putting on the perfume. Uh huh. Uh, yes. Buck and the collar starting to open up the neckline a little. She wants and to you... make sure that he doesn't look 500 years old before yeah. she meets him, but she's down. <laughs> right. Because you get the sense that Kane wanted to kind of be her. Uh, uh, Con, co, consort uh, uh, way so that he could have access to the. Well, he was working his way up the, the. Well, he, he was actually in the in the comics. He was the, the yeah, main he was villain. The she, yeah, yeah, yeah. She wasn't really even in the comics. No, no. But in, our, in our Dalla was, Returns, where where she, you kind of see, uh, there's a scene where she is looking in the mirror because not even the the Buck Rogers clones wants her. And you actually see how how lonely she is, and right. she actually cries in that one. But then she kind of sucks it up, and and she kind of goes back to being that ruthless princess. She Would have been right. cool if they had kind of if they had used that and been like, that's the thing she used to be like. You know what? Now I'm going to apply. I, if I can't have the love that I want, I'm just right. gonna want. I'm just gonna be the ruthless dictator, all. better yeah, than yeah. my father. Sure. In all ways. And then she conquered. Like, she really right. came in and yeah. gave them a hard time. I that would have been fun to see her, like, be the villain for most of the season instead of just the... Because that was originally what it was supposed to be. She was supposed to be the villains for... The foil. The, the foil for most yeah. of the show. And then, I don't know, whatever happened. And no, then nothing happened. Then the second season came around. and Well, even during the mixed. first... Even during the second half of the first season, they kind of changed... Changed right. it a little yeah. bit. Yeah, she's in the finale of the yeah. first season. So. Yeah. I feel like the pilot has so much potential. Yeah. It puts yeah. you in yeah. such a good direction and it yeah. goes off kilter. And then it seems like maybe second season really goes off kilter. Well, it, yeah, but the yeah, worst part is it's not really, it's not, yeah. the second season is not bad per se. It's, it's just not, a completely uh, different show. Changed because yeah. they made it. Well, even in throughout the show, because he was so antagonistic, the the, the star was so antagonistic with right. the writing staff. I'm sure there were like things that they wanted to do, and they were like, you know what, the hell with it. Like, just change this so that he'd stop bitching about this, and change that so he would, you know. And then it, and then it, you know, they probably lost a lot of stuff on the, you know, on the cutting room floor because they had they were trying to appease someone who just would not be right. satisfied with anything they kind of did right well i mean when it's buck rogers is the guy and the show's called buck rogers right, right. it's kind of like you either bend to his ways or right. you lose the show exactly but, that's pretty much what he probably got yeah. it seemed like he wanted to be the next captain kirk from right. things that we were reading about he did. him. And he did. He wanted to. He has a lot of the problems snake. that the original Captain. Yeah, Kirk he had. seemed like yeah. he had some yeah. William Shatner style issues. We were reading, we were reading that he, um, the costume department was really frustrated with him because his <laughs> weight was always fluctuating because yeah. he just 
really go to town on the craft services buffet oh, sure. is what they were saying and so there was i think when we get to the space vampire episode suddenly he's wearing a belt and they kind of well, explain it in the episode before he like in the very beginning yeah. of the episode they're like here put on this belt before yeah. going through this door and he puts on the belt but he never uses the belt yeah. in the mm-hmm. entire episode for anything and you look at it, and the belt's very tight, and it's like, did they literally just write in a line for, it's here, put on this belt, just yeah. to give him a girdle? Yeah. And he's severely diabetic. Like, that's, oh, that's no. also part, yeah, he was yeah. severely diabetic, and so his weight would just go, because you could tell, like, when you watch. Right. I feel bad you, for making fun of him, like, eating uh, too much. I mean, he didn't help it any. He didn't help it Right. Any. But he, he just, it's just funny because, like, you know, William Shatner definitely went through a phase on Star Trek where, like, they had to help him suck it in because those, those oh, uniforms, the oh, they don't God. hide anything. They hide nothing. They right. hide nothing at all. That's why I'm glad they get coats later on. That's what they should have did. Gave those military coats <laughs> that you could wear so you can eat a sandwich again if mm-hmm. you can live. Um, <laughs> but you could tell, like, when you get to, like, the second half of the first season... And you look at him in that, like the vampire episode, the he's, space vampire he's a little episode. bigger. You look at that season, that episode, and then you look at the first half of the season and you put right. them together and you're like, whoa. There's you would think less, years had passed. There's instead. a lot less shirtless scenes. Yes, yes. And then he got his way together a little bit right. for the second season. And then he was like, yeah, take my shirt off all the episodes. And that's right. what, that's what we were yeah. He was constantly shirtless. And oh then, my like, god! He He's was close. constantly in his his girdled spandex. I've gone suit. to the gym now. Now strip me every day, every episode. Strip me down. Come on, yeah. I got it. I can do this. You could tell he was having a good day because he was shirtless. Oh my gosh! Every I, I think he got. I think he wanted to be shirtless, and I think he wanted to have multiple women parading right. around him at all times. Oh yes. He wanted he wanted uh-huh. a different woman every every episode. Like he Basically wanted Basically it's yeah, and Wilma had to deal with that. Yes. Right. She just had to I feel like there was like a a point where Wilma was probably just looking at him he's like, "Yeah, I don't want all the diseases he's picking exactly. up." Nope. I was thinking yeah. the exact same thing. Yeah. yeah I don't need 20 different kinds of space nope. No, thank you. Oh. I know, I know. It was yeah, what would have been if it wasn't like every like that? episode he was bringing home a new girl from the outer he galaxy? He did just yep. about like oh, it was yeah. only a few he didn't like. They him. always came home with him, you know. It's yeah. like I was joking at one point that like he must have like an apartment building that he just keeps putting oh, new girls God. in. I know, I know. It's like one or two he didn't get the girl, and that's because they were already in love with someone else in the story, and then they. Right. But he saved them, but. You know, but he, but they had to look at him longingly though a mm-hmm. couple of times at least. They had to consider leaving their husband. Yeah, or yeah, yeah. <laughs> exactly, because he had to have it that way. But it was, it was, it's just interesting to see what it would have if he didn't, if he wasn't so disagreeable. What they would have done with the other characters on the show. Yeah, we'll see if the reboot ever happens. What will happen there? Yeah, because you get rid of Elias. I'm definitely they interested. Totally get rid of him. They get rid of Diopolis. Like that, they're gone in the yeah, second. The season. interesting characters oh. go away. Yeah, and they don't tell you why either. There's no mention. No, no. They just they just get rid of him. Wilma's like the only one that they keep. Yeah, and Tweaky. Also, those are supposed to be the intelligent. Those are like yeah. you know, 
Dr. Ilias is supposed to to be like an intelligent leader and Dr. Theopolis is also supposed to be this intelligent advisor. And so they get rid of the smart people. They're like, get get out of here, nerds. I have a question. When when Princess Ardala comes back, does uh, Kane come back with her, played by Henry Silva? Yeah. Okay, cool. Yeah, He's been back. in so many things. No, like, but uh, I, he, no, he, Henry Silva's only in the first, uh, oh, in the pilot. The okay. I thought yeah. he came back one more time. Nope, nope. He, no. uh, Kane is played by, I know by, Tiger uh, Man comes back. Yeah, but also as a different actor. And he was supposed to be oh, dead. Oh, so yeah. Kane Tiger. comes back, it's but just not yeah. Henry Silva. Silva. Okay. Yeah. And they mentioned the father. Michael Ansaro. And they mentioned the father, because it's funny how the father, they talk about him so much like, he conquered all these, you know, all the, most of the galaxy. He conquered most of the galaxy, yeah. and they only you only get like a hologram or something of him. Well, mm-hmm. he's in retirement now, you know. He's, well, yeah. he had like <laughs> he's hanging out, just enjoying yeah. his riches. How many daughters did they say? Like twenty-seven, yeah. twenty-nine, I think. Twenty-nine. Yeah. Busy man. Yeah, she's the twenty-ninth or something. Or like is that? he like? Uh, yeah. Yeah. They make it like he's King Conan or something. Yeah, yeah. Right. like I'm imagining because like you don't see really much. No. I'm imagining him like just sitting on a throne surrounded by furs and like multiple wives. They're all fanning him, right? Because it kind of would have been a cool story if she joined with Buck. You thinking she's joined with Buck, and then she gets them, and then Buck, Wilma, and them, and they get. They wind up killing her father finally, like taking him down. Right. Mm-hmm. And then she takes the throne and becomes. Oh, yeah. Just flips uh, it. And she's she like, well, now it. this is my throne. Right. So you have Wilma being the head of security for Earth. And then you have uh, the princess being the the head of the their enemies. And the two of them right. would have to clash. And and you know uh, you could have had such a good love triangle too. You could have. That was to supposed to be too. Yeah. Wilma you're not, you're not you're, at it's all. Just wishful thinking now. Yeah, they were supposed <laughs> yeah. to do that. They were that was supposed to be the triangle, the three of them kind right. of play with that. And again, it's something else that got nixed uh, because of all the chaos on set. Uh, so we don't get it. I still love that first season though. I do too. It's yep. so much fun. It's one it of those is. things you don't want to think about it too deeply because then you're no. like, hey, this doesn't make any sense. Right. It's so fun. Oh yeah, all it, the I mean, nitpicking it's... we've done, and it's like I would still watch them all. We're, yeah, yes, you know, I did again <laughs> yes. and again. But it was actually it was to to put it into perspective. The first season just, I mean, that was a full season with twenty four episodes or something. That kind of flew by. I just burnt through those. The second season is a little harder to get through, and that's only 11 episodes. Right. But uh, it's because, I don't know, some of the episodes in the second season were, I'm not saying boring, but they were very slow burns. Well, did they we didn't really have that in the first in any season. Of them? I don't think so. Huh? <laughs> or Roddy McDowell. There's no yeah, Gary Coleman, Coleman in the Gary second Coleman. season. Nope. From his Earth too, like he was—he's mm-hmm. from Buck's time. Like he's the also only other person. Cool. Yeah, he's the only other person from Buck's time. I get to hang out and talk about how great cheeseburgers were. Well, and also like <laughs> Buck's character, they treat him as a savior. The people that you know that ha- make him his leader, he becomes their president. Right. 
he yet again another idiocracy kind of thing i buy that he's a child genius it's just weird that he would all all of a sudden be able to improve and enhance technology that's 500 years older than him yeah because he's like complete idiots like right he's like doogie hauser but i mean doogie hauser still had people that were above him but knew more. you know (laughs) right Right. that episode with that cosmic whiz kid uh we watched that because uh, we recorded a lot of the episodes on mm-hmm. on uh, VHS, we watched that uh, particular episode so many times because it's <laughs> it's just a joy to watch him. He's so funny. Yeah, lay off the threads, we, man. We had a lot of fun watching it last night. It was kind of yeah. like it was late at night, and we needed to watch the Space Vampire episode. We're like, but this one's next. That is so We were watching one. them in order, and so we we're like, yeah. we'll watch this one first. <laughs> yeah, I think one of the best was the plot to kill a city. I think it was, that was a two. That was a good one. That the two part where yeah, you yeah, get yeah, like yeah. it was like a legion of death. Like yeah, that, yeah. that was the one with the, the where they like set off the nuclear reactor thing. Oh yes, right, yes. right. And they good and one. they sacrifices. And, and you had the bad you thought was the bad guy who could like uh, go through walls, dematerialize, yeah, and yep. stuff. He can control his density, and then. Which is pretty cool. They all had powers, which is pretty cool. Right, and the leader was uh, Frank Gorshin. Yeah, the, the Riddler. The Riddler. Uh, yeah. Was, that episode had a lot of cool. I mean, you had Frank it Gorshin. Did. Anthony James played the, the guy who could walk through walls. And then you right. had Marky Post in it. <laughs> yeah, she was the girl of... She was the, yep. she was the hookup of the episode. For yeah. fuck. Mm-hmm. That was a really good one. Yeah, that was a good. That she's, was a good two. She's moment. one of the residents of Buck's uh, space harem. Yeah. Yes. Yep. Yeah. Yep. Who had to get shots later on after, yeah. uh-huh. after their encounter. Yeah. Also, they should... Batman. They had an episode Caesar Romero was on. Yep. Yep. Yeah. 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 And they had a lot of great guest stars. They did. It was like a, a who's who of 60s television was now put oh in. Oh, my god. The 70s, sure. yeah. Of yeah. course, who's who of 60s television was like the who's who of 40s movies. Right. Yeah. Yeah. I think Sid Haig was in several of episodes. Oh, yeah? Really? Oh, yeah. we haven't gotten to that yet. Okay. Nice. He plays different characters, though, but I think he's... Right. Yeah, you sure. have plenty to I mean, look forward Sid to Hague. as you go. There's a like... really great... Um, Batman episode where Sid Haig's in it. He plays one of the henchmen for um, King Tut. Uh-huh. And right. like, oh, yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. He steals every scene he's in in that episode. Because he has that... It, it reminds me of Sid Haig from spider babies where he's got yeah. the goofy grin <laughs> yeah and he's yeah. like but he's maniacal goofy grin you know yeah oh man yeah. any fans of jason of star command here uh, i remember that show sure. that, yes I've seen oh that. that's yeah. what sid hate too yeah. yeah oh cool it's it's uh hint hint all the episodes are available at uh, youtube somewhere I didn't I didn't mention I mentioned it I think in our previous episode when I said what we were going to cover for this but um, in case anybody hasn't checked this out and they want to um, it seems like both on the NBC website and then also on 2B TV you can yeah. watch um, all Buck of Rogers? Buck Rogers yeah, yeah, to yeah. Be, on my it has the cut to the, to. The, the movie part of the 2B uh, on 2B is, is the cut that they did for the to fit it for TV 
Okay, right. that's good to know. Yeah, yeah that's what take we out some things. Yeah, they take out some things like he curses in the movie once. Right. <laughs> and, he... about, and, and how about that opening? The, the It's just, what the hell? I've for, completely forgotten about the, the opening with all the titles and the women just kind of crawling around sexy and all that. Like, oh, yeah. What? Yeah. I was not expecting... Uh, seeing Pamela Hemsley, uh, Princess Ardala, doing yeah. that. Mm-hmm. Oh, sure, yeah. But seeing Wilma Deering do it, it feels so out of character. I know. I know. It was... Oh, she... I tell you, Wilma Deering had the sexiest walk with a gun. <laughs> she did that no walk. No argument from me. It was, it was sexy, but, a, but you knew she was in charge. Like, when she walked in... Right. Like, like I said, I'd give her my planet. Yeah, the right. soldiers would, would oh, come out first, sure. and then she'd come out, and she'd hold her gun, and she'd be walking, and she she just had that disapproving look about, Buck, you effed up again. Right. Like, I had to yeah. save your butt again. Uh, like she did in uh, with the one with Jamie Lee Curtis. With uh, Yeah. Uh, right. She came in to save the, the day again. Right. again. And that was a great, like... That was a great show cookie cutter thing you could do. Buck goes out, gets into trouble. Wilma right. comes out, saves Buck. Yep. Yes, you know? I love the van because it wasn't. I love how they used the van where they just had darkness and then the lights come out and then you, you know, little lasers are shooting and just people just do flips when it hits near them. <laughs> it's so it's so uh, you know like it's so old school, but it still works. I still like that look of how Weird. they just you know. We were joking that a lot of the um, decor and on Earth in the year, was it? 2491. <laughs> that it looks like stuff that Ikea sells now. Yes. Like, yes. You see, like, desk yep. lamps and different oh, things. Oh, that lamp. Forget it. Yeah. yeah. A lot yeah. of Ikea. Ikea is big in the year, year oh, 2000. Well, we were, we were watching. But pre-Ikea. What's so the it's name? like. <laughs> Like, I feel like Ikea's watching old Buck Rogers and being right. like, that's amazing. We love the designs. <laughs> yeah. Well, th- we were watching um, that Seth MacFarlane space show, the or- Orville. Oh, Orville. Yeah. Yeah, we were checking that out recently yeah. as well. And um, their sets, they have the Ikea furniture. Right. <laughs> they do. Which is funny yeah. like, you obviously got this here. But in Buck Rogers, yeah. it was some set designer bought that or made that or right. whatever to make it look futuristic. And it's kind of fun to see. I, I honestly wish there would have been more time spent um, exploring the people that were mutated that lived outside. I know. The city. Yeah. Like, Only in the... That. Pilot, only in the pilot. Yeah, they, the scene guys. where he's fighting them in that cemetery was so mm-hmm. cool. Like, I, just, I love, I love the visual, the the basically the visual message of the set. You know, like he's standing basically in the ruins and the the right. remains of what his life was, which is dark. It's so dark. Yeah, right. And they say they just put all the family members that they could get, they could find their bodies together. Yeah. Just so because just Rogers yeah. yeah, yeah, and it just yeah, like he found that, and they just yeah, I do wish they had kind of dealt with that. Well, that's another thing though away. is it's like you're in the future; they're all technologically advanced, and they're like talking about how things are better now. But there's they're intelligent creatures; these mutants, like they're <laughs> yeah. signaling each other, they're having yeah. conversations, yeah. and yet they're just like. No, just leave them in their mutant land. They're just right. rats. 
Yeah, no one yeah. tries to see what it's they like, want. They're not trying to help them in any <laughs> way. It's just, no, just let the rats like eat each other. They'll be fine. It's like in Judge Dredd, the mega cities, and then you have the score search. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah, there's yeah. definitely some Judge Dreddy things yeah. going on. Oh, I actually also... got, when I watched this the second, uh, well, not the second time, the 500th time that I watched the the, the pilot, because I watched it a lot of times, I got a kind of like a, 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 shit, I lost, Escape from New York, when the, the, oh, yeah. the mutants yeah, run so, around and yeah. they're knocking. Yeah. Yeah. yeah or we were cool. also seeing um, a little bit of Demolition Man thing going on. Yeah. 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 And definitely some Futurama. Oh, for sure, <laughs> for sure. It's like, yeah, the thing. It it was a it was fun. I mean, I don't know what he thought he was gonna get, but it, I mean, did you not look at the set when you walked right. in? Like, what did you think was gonna happen? Um, but it's funny how each episode you watch each episode, you're gonna see his stunt double kick less and less with energy. Uh, he gets like he's tired like it's it's like he eventually he's just like takes his foot he just puts it up in the air and then the guy just flies back yeah when he puts his, when he uh supposedly is kicking because that's all he like that that's his thing like buck rogers does he the kicks. super kicks all yep. the time and it's just there, there are more oomph in them and the there yeah there's episodes. more oomph yeah. in the beginning and it's just funny yeah. how the oomph starts to just fade because they probably yeah. <laughs> the same guy yeah. For every episode, and well, just, the five hundred mile, the five hundred year mileage starts to show. Just right. a little bit, just a little bit. <laughs> it's still fun. I mean, you, you see him it kind is. of barely lifting his uh, his uh, foot up to knee height, and then they they I just know. fly. I mean, yeah, it just it just <laughs> fly back, and nothing has anything inside of it. If you notice in the future, yep. And this goes for all sci-fi shows. <laughs> yep. They always have boxes and stuff, but there's never anything heavy in any. Oh, speaking of, in the episode with the, uh, oh shit, what is it? Um, hang on, hang on. Is it the Cosmic Whiz Kid? Oh, you're talking uh, about how how Gary Coleman's character could just like get into things and escape yes. and yeah. That yeah, was but so also fun. with the uh, also with the um, uh, isn't the that the episode where you have or is that uh, you guy the guy who comes from the planet with the uh, with the. Oh, uh, much more gravity. gravity. Yeah, that's yeah. That. where he takes one of the, the guns and breaks it, and there's yeah. nothing in it. Yes. Right. Yeah. He just breaks it, and it's just an empty Yeah, thing. there's nothing in it. Yeah, that but was you the don't one notice that as a kid. That, that was the one from the, um, when they go to destroy the Legion of Death, where they, when they go to destroy the defense. Oh, yeah, 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 that's right. Yeah. yeah. Where they do that, yeah. yeah well, you don't notice that when you're a kid. You just love yeah, it. he's they give the guy who's superly like he totally looks like he's out of shape. The one who can uh, do those. Yeah, things. and you can you can totally see when his stunt double. Uh, oh, for sure. Takes over. <laughs> sure. For sure. I yeah. almost felt like they gave him a really bad wig just so they could yep. the same yes. bad wig to the stunt double. So you're <laughs> like, yes, you're exactly. paying more attention to the wig and not attention to the fact that he now just gained 40 pounds. Yes. <laughs> it looks different. <laughs> exactly. And they're not even like doing a from behind shot. Like you see the no. stunt double's face. Yeah, you see his face. You see it. You see it. And then, yeah. they, then they do that other screen where they split, they eventually go back and it, then, then it's Buck. You know, back right. Well, some of these shows, I kind of want to go back and like plug in an old uh, CRT screen TV, just like fuzzy <laughs> and like 
the corners are cut off just to like be like okay maybe they were hiding a lot of things behind the technology yeah because like they filmed it and they filmed it with good quality and everything but they just probably all watched it on a screen that would have been you know in anybody's home right like oh i look great in people's tvs at home well you know or like when you see the wires right you wouldn't have seen those wires in 1970 on a you know brand new color screen yeah because there was an that episode that where they were the two-parter where they were gonna destroy the planet they there's the guy who's part of the team the legion of death team that has the telekinetic powers and he lifts up <laughs> buck at one point and you can see the wire so yes. clearly yes. it's like shiny yeah. behind yeah. his head <laughs> and i'm just thinking no you wouldn't have seen that on tv back in the day and in fact somebody i was just looking for if people had like made videos fan videos about the show and stuff and somebody just had a clip that they'd recorded off their old tv like they'd <laughs> filmed the screen and so mm-hmm. it had this weird halo like you were talking about right. Drew and so I don't know I guess if you want a, an idea of what that looked like you could look for some weird right. YouTube uploads of people's oh TV recordings of Buck Rogers and I've got an old black and white in the shed yeah we do I can plug it in and get a converter box and <laughs> yeah but this show just pops with color I think this right. black, black and white would would kind of ruin it a little bit but. Fit, uh, the, the black and white would fit with the second season i think well, okay well you know <laughs> it's making me less excited about it <laughs> no but i mean it, it, that, uh, that, we'll again it it's not uh, it's not a bad it. it's not bad but it's just it's so completely different it's just a different no show idea. it's a completely different that's the yeah. thing it's just it's just that they change the premise so much that when you by the time you get to the after you've watched all these episodes and then you get to the second season, you can be like us and be like, what? Right. Like, yeah. And I really of... didn't like the old man, the, the yeah. Dr. Goodfellow. I really, 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 really can't stand him. Yeah. If I can watch like a hundred episodes of Galactica jettisoning people out of a space. Exactly. Lock, yeah. I think I can probably watch 11 more episodes. You get a of... kick out of it. You get a <laughs> yeah. kick out of it. Yeah. Cause they're not, That's again, they're not bad. They're just completely different. Yeah. Yeah, I just, doesn't doesn't the show Space 1999 also kind of go in a different direction? Yes, it does. Yeah, they yeah. get a new yeah. run. They get a new showrunner. I yeah. think that's what happened to that show with them. Yeah, we gotta finish watching that. We one need too. to. Yeah. And that goes. Yeah, yeah that 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 we changes. So many things bit. we're watching at all times. Right. <laughs> I know it's hard. To and then with this with it. this thing, you know, we're constantly having to watch extra stuff for this, and then Terror on the Tube comes in and. <laughs> so oh, yeah. many things to watch. Well, you guys know yep. all about that. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yes. yes. I think I think these two know about it even more. So. <laughs> right. Well, you, you have two know. fun episodes to check out in the. You haven't seen Olympia on Space Rockers yet, have you? No. No, they're no. not up to that. They're not up no. to that. Because we we have been up to where we cover, which is the next one, the, the space, space vampire, vampire. Yeah. which is okay. a good segue to get into talking Talk about, about that. Space yeah. Vampire. yeah. Yeah. So the space vampire episode <laughs> we thought would be fun to cover. Peter suggested it because haunted Davenport. We like it to do fits. a lot of horror stuff, and it totally fits. And it's also just awesome because. They really just go there with this one. They have the um, you have Buck and Wilma 
take Twicky to a spaceport to get him a tune-up, or is it is it Twicky getting the tune-up, or is it Doctor yeah. Theopolis? And no, 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 it's Twicky. No, it's Twicky. Twicky. Okay. Twicky. Yeah. Twicky. So Twicky. He, they they go to the spaceport. They're supposed to be. Is this Buck's like third, second attempt at trying to get the same vacation he was trying to get? I think so. Yeah. And Wilma's boarding that two piece. Uh, oh yeah. Because mm-hmm. he was trying yeah, to. Wilma's. Uh, Costumes get less and less, it seems. I think that was probably yeah. something. She's that competing with Princess Ardala. Well, yeah. also Jill, uh, Gil Gerard might have might have demanded that too. You know, can't take her seriously. We have to put her right. put her in skimpier oh, outfits and and major high heels for being mm. a huge heels. Oh yeah. Position. Yeah, but she has a lot more to do in this one actually. Oh yeah. This episode. And I yeah. Her like acting chops in yep, this. Yep, I like so this good. a lot. Like, they really give her something to work with, you know? Right. So while they're at the space space station, a ship called the IS Demeter crashes On into the, the nose. Station. Yeah, right. it's There's like so many, straight up Dracula. <laughs> so many on the nose Dracula. I got excited. Uh, I was like, yes, yeah. they just full on went and there, they there just was, happen to have a derelict ship called Demeter that happens to crash into a port and everybody yeah. inside and everyone's appears dead to be dead. On it. Yeah. Of course. And they have a passenger on board who is a bounty hunter named Helsing. Yeah, it's, it's awesome. Yeah, coincidence, yeah. Uh, pure yeah. coincidence. And the, the vampire is from an alien race and he can sometimes manifest as like a weird red energy ball and then he shows himself to specific people that he's going to drain but instead of draining <laughs> blood he just sort of sucks life force out of people yeah, yeah. but he uses his hands so it makes yep. these like weird neck bruises so it's almost like a vampire nails. Bite, yeah these but giants yeah, he's got the uh willem dafoe nosferatu Oh yeah, yeah. He kind of looks like if a Nosferatu mixed with a Ferengi. Yeah, yes, he's Ferengi Nosferatu. Yeah, he has the Ferengi head. He does. And we also we have um. There's a guest star in this of Christopher Stone who was yeah famously married to Dee Wallace and also in one of my favorite movies, The Howling. Yes. I always like it when I see him and things. He's also in a him. He and D. Wallace are in a really fun episode of Murder She Wrote, where there's a witch plot. Like there's like a you know an old witch legend involved in this house, and it's a fun spooky one. I think it's called like Cauldron Boil or Fire or Bubble or something like that. Or Cauldron Bubble Fire. Yeah. Anyway, I, I'm botching the title out, but there's there's an episode with D. Wallace and Chris Stone, and it's an episode I recommend if you like Murder She Wrote. Spooky. Nice. Anyway, so he's in this, and it's fun because, like, him and Wilma had a past, it's implied. Uh Finally, Wilma gets to. Well, there's been a couple of times where Wilma's. Yeah, Yeah, that's true. That's true. But anyway, so that's. that's, I just kind of got a kick out of that. And we really just. We really get to see Erin Gray take the spotlight here, which is so cool because she. The vampire sets a sight on her, and she ends up being basically being infected with him because she agrees to go along with it towards the yeah, end. She's sacri- basically sacrificing right. herself. To right, everybody. to save everybody else. And mm-hmm. he well, and like, the vampire, just wants her. The vampire seems, he's smart because he's keyed in on her. He knows yeah. what's up. <laughs> he does. He he knows who the good people are. Well, right. and she's got, she, the Aaron Gray has kind of similar to Linda Carter where she's just got these really 
stunning eyes and she does. it just makes her so memorable. She yeah. don't really need to tell us that. Oh, I know. But I'm just saying somebody person, should have told uh, Gil Gerard that. Oh, <laughs> well, I think they told Gil Gerard that and he, he was felt like threatened. No. <laughs> Like she's gonna take the show away from me. She could have. <laughs> she could. She definitely could have. Yeah. She, and she has. She uh, when she goes kind of and vamps out and she tries to attack Buck while he's resting. Yes. Where she's like kind of being seductive and kind of being in attack mode. I like the She voice. has this. Yeah. yeah. She has this rage freak out that feels so <laughs> authentic. I kind of wondered if like she'd had her fill at this point and was ready <laughs> well, to I thrash him. I would not be surprised. Like she was, she like, was probably yes, like you know in the in Wilma. the morning she's reading yep. the you know the the synopsis and she's going over the lines. She's like, oh, I got yes, this. I have this scene already yeah. going. Because yeah. I'm ready to go. Her rage feels real. Can and we it's film awesome. this one first? <laughs> exactly. I need to pick me up this morning. Can we film the rage scene? And repeatedly. Can we do it repeatedly? Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I can see At her like screwing things. up that yeah. last little bit yeah. each yeah. time. Like, oh, I didn't quite get that one. I'm sorry. I giggled. <clears throat> but this, I, I mean, this episode is actually pretty scary. It is an eerie one because you oh, have yeah. these zombie like creatures. Uh, it's unlike other episodes too. Like they're they're not too many other episodes like this one. No, it's definitely a horror episode. Yeah, and yeah. I read somewhere that they it didn't come out until January of '80, but they it was pitched. Um, I don't know why, who, where they got who, the information. Who knows this? Yeah, but it, it was said that it was pitched on Halloween of '79, and '79s when, um. The Nosferatu remake came out, and there was a Dracula oh, that right. came out, yeah, and also yeah. Aliens came out. That mm-hmm. Nosferatu, the Her- Herzog Nosferatu, yeah. that's really good. I actually just saw it for the first time last fall. So okay. you can yeah. definitely really see like the influence of all of those in right. this, you know. Yeah, there's a really awesome scene where everybody in the the space station morgue slash medical room because i don't know if they necessarily just have a morgue or they're just like we have all these bodies so we have to put them somewhere but they mm-hmm. all rise up at once and they're yep. light off of them and it's right. so cool yeah it was it's a little bit um, sugar, bump hill, sugar hill zombie kind of yeah feel for that like one moment where they all come up at once i also love that movie oh, man love sugar <laughs> 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 But yeah, no, this is fun. This is yeah, <laughs> this is this is a really fun episode. So and you also you get to see the see where, where the security for uh, where you only see where you don't see the vampire. You only see what happens. Oh right, yeah, because yeah, he's you know he doesn't pick up on no on exactly the on the surveillance cameras because he's so, a vampire. Uh, yeah, exactly, or a Vorbon. Is that what they were Vorbon. called? Vor- yeah. Vorbons? Yeah. yeah, yeah. And originally they think it that there's that there's a viral outbreak and that that's yeah. why yep. that's why Buck is is they're hallucinating. Yeah, they Buck think Buck and Aaron are or Buck and Wilma or Wilma. They think they they think that they were exposed when they went to explore the inside of the Demeter, and so no one's believing them or taking them seriously until more people fall prey to the space vampire, which is a fun a fun subplot, and also. Just kind of given our current situation, hearing people talk about a virus, I'm like, oh, we mm-hmm. need to get vaccine, or can you make vaccine? I'm like, oh man, 
<laughs> and they say don't go in there and everyone does anyway i was like yeah did, did you not hear what and then you kind of draw the parallels to today where you say don't do that and people well you know do. they were saying the air is already intermingled with our air so but you don't know like it could be some other type of so we might as well just go in there and i was or... just like yeah the air's mingled but you're going into a derelict ship yeah. With who knows what's on there. Right. Thinking like, you know, alien plot and everything. Oh, yeah. Yeah, Wilma wanted to go because she said we're already infected, so you might as well just go. Yeah. yeah. No, you were saying, Drew, when we were watching this last night, you were saying, because we, there's a, at one of our local theaters, they'll, they have a recurring program called Rerun Theater, and it's mm -hmm. these guys, um, almost once a month, they'll pick some, like, retro TV usually or like some music videos or an older film that was originally on tv and they'll show it on the big screen and it's usually a really fun thing we actually right. um nice. we went last fall and we watched an episode of the x-files and an episode of kolchak and they paired them together and we um we ended up doing an episode about it actually <laughs> and and so this we used to go to this way before we were ever started podcasting and that was the series that introduced us to Space 1999. Right. And wait, wait, did you watch an episode of Space 1999 on on the big screen? We did, yeah. Nice. Son of a bitch. And then <laughs> yeah, you gotta come to Portland. And we we're pretty know. sure we're pretty sure we saw this episode years ago as yeah, part of their this series. One, They've been doing it for like over they a decade. Did this one with um an episode of I think it was also Space 1999. I always get Space 1999 and, what is it, Moon Base Earth or whatever. What's the one? With oh, the, the one curls? where all the women have the same hair. Right. Yeah, I don't remember what that oh, is. Oh, yeah, yeah, that one. Uh, um, uh, yeah, uh, yeah, I know. I don't something remember. Something like what... Moon Base or something, I forget. Yeah. And they've but done was... Battlestar Galactica, Red. both both versions as it well. It was one of those two. I kind of am leaning towards Space 99, but... Um, it was another episode where, like, there was very um, H or not Lovecrafty, where it was like there was an entity on this like derelict ship that they were people kept going to and visiting, and then they were getting sucked into it. Basically, mm -hmm. um, that's the one that they aired with with this, this one because yeah. they both were very similar plots of you know a derelict ship that's going around destroying people. And then also is like two space horrors. I feel like it might have been like during space October. Horrors? No horrors. 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 Okay. I was like, wait, what the, <laughs> what the hell? <laughs> no, this is that's not a bait and switch like the episode no. entitled um, "Planet of the Slave Girls." Yeah. Um, right. Which, had like two slave girls. I was yeah. expecting an yeah. entire episode that looked like a Frazetta painting, right. and that's not what happened. Nope, not at all. <laughs> no, it was two slave girls and a bunch of slave men as well. It was just Planet of Slaves, and they were. Uh, well, that just doesn't have that. The that doesn't sexy have the same sexy appeal of yeah. slave girls. People are down with slave girls, but when you say slaves, they're like, no, like, no, no, we can't have That's slaves. Well, no, they're slave girls. Oh, okay. okay. Yeah. 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 Are on. they in skimpy outfits? Yeah, bring on the Princess Leia bikinis. <laughs> Give us <Whoa>. that. <laughs> How quickly we turn when it's just women. Uh huh. Oh. Indeed. And we've he's in come, a bathtub. We've come so far, right? <laughs> I know. Yeah, right. 
equal oh, rights. God. That's totally a thing now. Yeah. Anyways, back to vampires space in space. Vampires. Yes. <laughs> I did. I did tell Drew when we were watching it when the vampire. And I think this whenever I see a vampire scene where the vampire is just hardcore staring at his intended victim and being like, "Come to me." You know, it's yeah. kind of like on Beavis and Butthead when he's like, "Come to Butthead." Just, <laughs> I just thinking about all the super nerdy, awkward guys that would think that they could just impose their will on women they were attracted like, to. Why does it work that way? I mean, you know. Nope. <laughs> because they've watched that? too many episodes of Buck Rogers and <laughs> and things like that where it does work. That's why when a weirdo is staring TV. at a girl, he's like mm-hmm. he's trying to make her. He's trying to make her his his uh, his woman by telepathy. He's trying mm-hmm. to do it. He's trying to do it. Uh-huh. <laughs> Never works. It, it almost uh-huh. worked in this episode, but she she breaks at the end. Well, you know, Buck sabotaged the ship. Didn't oh, tell yeah, anybody. Yeah. Yeah. Buck saved the day by almost murdering her. I'm saying. Didn't even <laughs> tell her. Didn't even tell her. No one was pre-warned. Buck just, oh. you know, flies by the seat of his pants. Doesn't give anyone, the way, like, a heads up or anything. You're going to want to get in that escape pod because you're flying into a star, which is going to yeah. make your vampire buddy melt. You got two <laughs> seconds. Get in the shadow yeah. and go. Yeah, it was fun though. This is so fun, yeah. and and I think it's great. You know, you could totally watch this during Halloween time, or if you're just oh, in a, sure. in a vampire mood. For and sure. I love that they unapologetically just tell the story of Dracula. It's, it's Dracula, Dracula. Yeah, straight up. That's what they do. Yeah, well, I like the, I like the Wilma got the, you know, Wilma's got more to do in this. I like that yeah. she kind of got center yeah. stage. But then right, they well, free everybody. Everybody. She's fine. um, yeah. not Lucy, but no, Mina. Nina. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. She's kind of the Nina of it because he's yeah. like he's obsessed with her. You well, know? Yeah. her name is Wilma, so if you have Wilhelmina, that's right. Yeah, it kind of works. So like it really, it's like he when they get on there and he willy-nilly killed everybody on the first ship but once he gets on there he just hones in on her immediately sure buck does. gets in the way red basically if buck was just yeah. not in the way he would have gone in taken wilma away yeah. and been happy for the rest yeah. of his well, life and you know what doesn't happen in this episode buck doesn't pick up a random damsel in distress in this episode yeah. it doesn't yeah. happen well wilma is the damsel in yeah distress. it's and well, wilma's like other than the women that were on the derelict ship, I'm trying to think on the space station. There's no real. There's some like ladies in the background. Yeah, you're the, yeah, but like that's the, it. the restauranty, the dining hall. The woman scene. who leaves her video recorder of basically what happened on the Demeter, how they learn right. what happens, because you have to have your ship's log just like right. in the original She's story. She's the other, only other speaking female. Right, role. right. But I also think it's cool that that. That was the female part right. for that. The captain. Yeah. So they were trying. Yeah. Yeah. Good episode. Yeah. 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 I mean, you have to. You have Wilma showing a strong side and also a vulnerable side. Yeah. No. She, as far as acting goes, she stole this episode. I loved her yeah. rage so much. Yeah. Oh, yes. <laughs> I yeah. Take rage towards Buck. Came from yeah. A real place. She, she made a hot vampire. Oh, she yeah. sure did. That too. Oh, when she comes in with that deep voice, oh, like um, it worked. <laughs> oh my god, and that, that's, that's, really pro- that's probably 
No, but that's yeah. probably when Gil Gerard said, mm, "You know what? I really have to to uh, nix some of this writing." Yes. She has too much power. She yes. Had her, oh. She had her. Uh, there is no Dana, only Zool moment. Mm-hmm. <laughs> right. She seemed to be enjoying being a vampire there for a second. Yeah. She did. Yeah. She did. She was able she, to let go. Yeah. No more. Oh. Uh, no more Buck. She was I'm just excited. gonna go be a vampire across the universe. I'm excited to revisit the rest of the series. I definitely, as a child, don't think I watched any of the second season because all of my memories when watching well, I don't this everything was reruns of that because it was no, fun yeah probably really. they did the first the season has stuff. been shown oh i mean it's not times. a lot of, it's it's plus it's only like 11 episodes right yeah it's, uh, it's over like it's and then they'll start all over again right so there's no point yeah so you might as well just you know yeah show, yeah one of uh, wilma's uh, early boyfriends mm-hmm. turn up in that one exactly Exactly. Two of my other favorite things from this series, and these are silly things, but things that I just loved, was that whenever anybody launches a space vehicle, the launch tunnel lights up all rainbow. The Technicolor launch yeah, tunnel. I yeah, I love that so much. And then um, I like the way their, their Stargate looks. I think that's fun. It's like Which was nice. something they didn't even have till the second, till the show. They didn't have it in the movie. Yeah, because yeah, no, all of a no, sudden didn't. it was there. Yeah, that was yeah. something they added because of Star, you know, because of Star Trek and right. you know the success of that. Figure out a way to get across the universe in a sense. Yeah, we yeah yeah we need to have. Uh, I like that. Uh, they yeah. even called it a warp. That, yeah, they called yeah. it a warp something like. Yeah, they, right. they even did that. Well, it almost makes more sense than just a warp speed because if you have star gates. I mean, that's like what they do with um, Cowboy Bebop and right. some other sci-fi, because then it's like you have a designated area. Oh, Babylon 5, they had a lot of those uh, yeah. space And games. Stargate itself, because I used to watch that there show. You go. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I mean, that works, though. Yeah. It, it, to me, that works better than like just having a hyperdrive, because if you just have a hyperdrive, you're going to have weird hyperdrive collisions every once exactly. in a while. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> but, I mean, again, it makes sense, because you, you, if you have... Like the whole first season, you have it's Earth is the center, and you have to have a way to get. It's like a, a, a Deep Space Nine in Star right. Trek. You have to have kind of wormholes to get you from the center of the. Because since uh, Deep Space Nine is also like a stationary, right. so you have to have these wormholes or stargates to 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 travel to make the the show interesting. I'm trying to remember, was it Deep Space Nine that did a throwback Trouble with Tribble episode? I think they did. Yes, they did. Yeah, they did. I've I've watched a few episodes of Deep Space Nine, and only because I had to watch the Trouble with Tribbles (laughs) episode. Because in my house growing up, we had Trouble with Tribbles on VHS, and Mm. we would watch that at least once a year. Wow. And... It was we had um, like a big uh, friend, friends of the family kind of thing where we had we'd always hang out and they had kids around our age as well. And we'd go over to their house and they were Trekkie nerds and my parents were big Star Trek nerds. And then we would watch Trouble with Tribbles. And then after the Trouble with Tribbles, um, their dad would say like, well, I got a call from Captain Kirk, and he needs help, you know, 
removing or getting rid of tribbles and so they make little meatloafs that were just like basically meatball meatloafs and oh. then we would have tribbles <laughs> afterwards for dinner wow you ate yeah. so, okay so we you would the eat tribbles. little tribbles wow you clean <laughs> up cooked up okay. cooked up skin tribbles we'd eat them wow. well we actually have some little props fuzzy tribbles somewhere because there used to be this theater company that in Portland that used to do Star Trek episodes right. performed Trek in the park, in the park mm-hmm. and they do full so, costumes and sets. And oh, it was wow. like Shakespeare in the park, but it was Star Trek. So fun. And wow. So they're, and they ended that. their finale with Tribbles. Yeah, they did Trouble. They did the Trouble with Tribbles episode, mm-hmm. and they did it um, multiple performances. And we actually ended up getting to go to it twice, and they just would throw tribbles out to the audience and let you keep them (laughs) at the end. Actually, we helped make some because I was, I was part of this. um, I was volunteering at this place that recycles art supplies and you can just go buy all kinds of art supplies for crafts really cheap and people donate all kinds of stuff. And so we were actually hot gluing little tribbles out of fake fur for their production. And then we got to take a bunch home. Because at the time Trek in the park was getting huge. Like it started out in a small park in like a kind of unknown neighborhood of Portland mm-hmm. and every year it exponentially grew to where there's this park in Portland called Cathedral Park which is under this giant bridge um and so they finally got there and it was like thousands of people just scattered up this hill would show up to these shows and so people were anticipating Trek in the park and so when they decided to do Trouble with Tribbles, they actually put like a call out to just the general public and they gave you directions on how to make Tribbles. And then they said, just make Tribbles and send them to this location. So people <laughs> were just making Tribbles by the yeah. hundreds and sending wow. them boxes. And they, it was like that scene when the Tribbles drop on Captain Kirk. It was just like it on stage. Like they had that many tribbles just dumping out of this thing. I've got oh photos gosh. of it. Yeah. They took on an old like phone. They yeah, it him was in so tribbles. so fun wow. to watch. Yeah. And then, I so can't yeah, even the last imagine. the last show we were at the last show and they were just throwing tribbles out into the crowd afterwards. <laughs> <laughs> well, they had barrels full of them. Right. At scrap, we had like a big empty barrel that was just piled high full of tribbles. Right. <laughs> Uh oh. Uh oh. Oh God. Uh, <laughs> what was is that? that? From Buck Rogers? Oh, that was a text message. <laughs> uh oh. I like that. I thought that. maybe it was we were trying to get rid of Tribbles. It was. That was kind of perfect though. I know, right? <laughs> oh. It is Star Trek. Oh, yeah. Works. So we. <laughs> For, for once, we went down a Star Trek rabbit hole instead of a Star Wars one. Right. Although we did make a Star Wars reference I, earlier. You know, so. people always, people would say, oh, you, you you have to like one more than the other or whatever. But I think your family is one that's proof that you can really love both, both yeah. things. You don't need to, it doesn't need to be either, well, either or. Well, I feel like my different. family, they're a little more Star Wars just because original Star Trek is their is our jam. But then we didn't really watch uh, Next Generation in my house. <laughs> okay, I grew we I grew up watching that. I watched both, yeah. both original and Next Generation a lot as a child. Because we had adults. Star Wars on repeat in the background oh, wow. instead at the time. 
So yeah, that's that's our tragedy, I guess. Tragedy. <laughs> there is a there is a home movie where you a baby when um I was like two, I think, when we made that. The Star Wars, the Clark family Star Wars Christmas special. Yeah, they made their own. Oh, that's so funny. Oh we, we we talked about the Star Wars Christmas special yeah, and that didn't did that come stuff. up. That never came up. That's amazing that we've completely spaced wow. that. The best part of it is the outtakes of my dad just yelling at my brother to get his hands out of the sleeves. Because he was like, <laughs> he was, he was, my brother was like done up as Luke. Uh-huh. And so like he was in like this white like kimono kind of thing they had but it was like my dad's robe and so my brother because he's like a little kid he's like four years old he kept flopping like the sleeves down and playing in the sleeves and my dad just like get your hands out of the sleeves (laughs) because my dad was like trying to direct a real movie (laughs) grown-ups and he was working with a four-year-old uh, no, it would have been a, a six-year-old and a two-year-old. You were two. Yeah, you were so oh. little in it. Or a five, no, a five-year-old and a two-year-old, I think. Uh, anyway, were. your you mom was dressed that. like Princess yeah, Leia. Yeah, my mom was dressed as Princess Leia. My brother was uh, Luke Skywalker. I was an Ewok. And <laughs> my dad was Darth Vader. You need a copy of that. Oh, yeah. yeah. And there was laser trees involved. Oh my mm-hmm. God! Straight from straight from indoor, and uh, we and we call ourselves nerds, Daryl. <laughs> I like that. Yeah, <laughs> and, uh, it was the whole plot was stuff. nope. Darth Vader was um was hijacking all the shipments of the Christmas trees from indoor, and Christmas would be ruined. Hmm. Early eighties home it. video. It's yeah, wild. yeah, it would have been like. Wow. Like 19, no, it'd, been, it'd be like 85. Yeah. Yeah, you're the families they put on the news sometimes. <laughs> <laughs> They're not like, okay, kids, we're making a Star Wars special. Everybody, yeah. everybody gear up. <laughs> yeah. Oh. yeah. My dad was big into technology, so, and he had a buddy that was even more into technology so we had you know vcrs and stuff before yeah. a lot of wow. other people we need it we and need then a we had, of this. Uh, yeah we do i think the statue of limitations has passed but we had some pirated disney films on vhs that <laughs> nice. this one that, that these come in yeah people, like <laughs> their friends team. would like be like when kids would visit our house, they would watch, you know, Peter Pan on VHS, and they'd be like, oh, I need to get a copy of this. Where did you get it? It's like, um, <laughs> about that. So, shout out to Blaine and Leslie, and sorry we just outed you to the... <laughs> well, they weren't. It was, uh, it was Uncle Craig. That Disney's gonna yeah, come knocking. Uncle Craig was just ditching his illegal oh, everybody, goods on us. Everybody back in the day had a family member who either was recording stuff you rented from the video store, or they were like they had the black box for cable. Oh. Everybody knew knew somebody yeah. who had that, or that was their house. Yes, yeah. I mean, we were always friends with those guys because they allegedly. I wouldn't tell. No snitch. Yeah, I'm not, I'm not saying. I'm not naming names. I'm not no. saying who did it or what happened, but I'm yeah. saying that. There is back in the day, VHS didn't used to be the uh, 
plasta welded together they had screws that you uh-huh. screwed the two sides of the vhs together so if you wanted to you could make a copy of a vhs oh. and take them apart and take the original vhs <laughs> and put it in your version and you can take your copied version and put it back into the original vhs case and oh. you would have the original i'm not saying anyone ever did that wow <laughs> but you could but you wow. could. Yes. Back in the day. I may and, or may not have heard about this. Yeah. Criminals. I want names. <laughs> I want names. There's my friend in college who called me up one day and he said, Yeah, my new roommate, he used to work for like, I think it's like Dish Network or somebody, one of those smaller home satellite situations. And he's like, And, he stole a chip, so we get all the channels. Like uh, we just watched the Tommy Lee and Pamela Anderson video. This was, <laughs> was like in the year two thousand. Right. That was a big deal. It's like, come over, you can watch whatever you want. Aren't they making a movie about that or something now? Yeah, about they the already have. have a couple of days. Days. Really? A, couple, a week or so. Oh, yeah. Wow. yeah, it's like it's all over advertising. <laughs> Not so, yeah, sure they already like made to watch it. that again. Mm. Shocking that the algorithms would not show me ads for that. <laughs> oh, yeah. It'll pop up. It keeps Probably. popping up and now it constantly. I don't know yeah. what you're talking about. I don't know. I, I see ads for all kinds of all kinds of horror and sci-fi and fantasy stuff, but not not that. Oh. Although no, you can no, argue I, that that movie could have all three of those elements. I, sure, I think it does. <laughs> mm-hmm. Oh, but back in back in the day, I'm not saying a, a lot of people had to. VCRs, but a lot of people had two VCRs. Oh, yeah. And why, and why would you have that? I don't know. I knew someone right. that had two VCRs. My favorite is the VCR that literally is two VCRs in one VCR. Oh, you totally. Don't even have to yes. connect them with cables. Yeah. That was hot. I knew a few people with those as well. I knew yeah. people who, who had both VHS and Betamax players, and they would take rental tapes and convert them to Betamax, because they were like, well, this is the superior format, and so for our home collection, we'll <laughs> I have mean, it was. this movie on Betamax. Yeah. 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 Wow. I'm, I do own a Betamax machine somewhere. Nice. Uh, and you I used to have remember. a Betafish named Max. Yeah. You used to have a Betafish <laughs> named Max. Okay. Well, wow. we should okay, probably... So how, do, how do we end up here? I think we can probably wrap up where our Buck Rogers discussion, if, unless anybody had any final <laughs> thoughts other than how much we love Aaron Gray. Um, well, we do. Right. He is the most yeah. beautiful your, creature in the universe. Final, oh, your yes, final yes. thoughts of Aaron Gray and spandex. She's wonderful in spandex. Yeah. One size too small, always. She's a gift. That's the rule. <laughs> yeah, there yeah. was a couple of times where her space suits were reminding me a lot of uh, Julie Newmar, Catwoman. Oh, nice. Oh, yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. oh and uh, Quinky Dink, Julie Newmar is in an episode of Buck Rogers. Mm-hmm. Oh, oh man. I know That's, what I'm watching yeah. right after we get right, off this. Right, totally. <laughs> but we're, this is how the rest of our afternoon will go. There you oh, go. Watching, watching more When stuff. I was... Oh, I don't know, eight or something, watching reruns of Batman in my grandma's house while being babysat. That was Julie Newmar as Catwoman was definitely, I started realizing there was something about these women creatures. (laughs) (laughs) Women creatures. I was all for it. Jura Miles is actually in one of the 
she's in the same episode of Julie Newmar is. Oh really? Man, yeah. she's been popping up a lot because she was in she was in the movie that we had for Terror on the Tube that we just did, yep. mm-hmm. yep. and then and she was in the we just so we you just have the, the final final episode of season one to look forward to now. And we we just did an Alfred Hitchcock episode, and she was in the very first episode of Alfred Hitchcock Presents. So you just, just posted that. Right? Did. Yeah, you did. Yeah. 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 So she, yeah, she is. It's Vera Miles Week or month or something. Apparently. Apparently. <laughs> I'm, I'm She's everywhere. That. That's yeah. fine by me. I like Vera Miles. Definitely. Vera Miles and Julie oh, Newmar. Well. Um, was in the first episode of season two, okay? And, okay, so... Uh, some other... What the hell is that? I don't know where the hell it is. Nope, oh, and uh, she, he was in the last episode of season one, which is kind of weird that he pops up in the first in season two. As a different character. Yeah. I think that just goes with, they like, you get somebody... Because you see people, like on the X-Files, you'll see people that yeah. are playing different characters or lots of classic shows like Columbo there was the same people over and over again mm-hmm. but yeah. different characters and I think they just find people that they like working with I'm sure. guessing and they're like oh, you, you are awesome the wig in the second right episode. pretty much yeah. so pretty like, hey, like, like, isn't that Sid Haig no he has hair okay okay right. oh so. Sid Haig <laughs> Sid Haig was that was a loss yeah well speaking of your back off subject to your oh, before off we subject up. before when you were talking about how great Aaron Gray was when you met her and everything. Um, we have a similar experience with uh, Pam Greer. Oh, yeah. I told, oh, I've was, told yeah. Daryl yeah. and Peter about She was like one Pam of our Greer. most amazing celebrities uh, that we met, and she just wanted to talk forever. And just hang and, out. Yeah. Yeah, I asked her. Great. Yeah, I asked I her about Sid Haig. She hugged it was, us. It was just... <laughs> It was fairly. You haven't met Sid Haig. It was. It was before. It was before he Sid passed. Haig. Yeah. It was yeah. Just like a year or so. It was and 2017, early 2017. Yeah. Have you had the chance like, to meet him? No, no. we didn't. I did. Yeah. He was really. Oh. He was really cool. Yeah. I, I, but he was. Uh, he was. Uh, I mean, you could. You could see that he was. Uh, he was getting old. Yeah. Yeah. But he was really cool. Not Pam Greer though. She's just mm-hmm. full of energy, vibrant, mm-hmm. looked great. She made a joke about how, um, what was it? She said that men were worried about all the guns she owned when they come out to her ranch. And she said, don't worry about my guns. Worry about my chainsaw. Right. (laughs) I'd worry about Pam Greer. (laughs) (laughs) Well, then I have to throw in you. you, Daryl threw in Aaron Gray. You threw in Pam Greer. I'll throw in Adrian Barbeau. Uh-huh. I knew, oh, I knew that was yeah. coming. Mm-hmm. I got yeah. to hug her. Yeah. Nice. She was as nice as. <laughs> yeah, like like Dar- Darren's story with uh, with Aaron Gray. She was really nice too. So. Yep. Yeah. Oh man. Oh, we were all happy nice and snug celebrities. now. Nice. So, celebrities that don't have to be squeezed into spandex suits and given yes. help for no reason other than to hold your gutton. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> not men- not mentioning names. we're not here to trash anybody (laughs) no allegedly Allegedly. and i'll still say that uh, hawk was a a character they should have used better in season two oh sure from season two yeah yep 
Yeah, you haven't gotten to it yet. So. We will. You'll, we will be checking that out soon, though. Yeah, you'll know Maybe it. We'll, you'll you'll get it when you. Maybe get it. we'll yeah. have to do a second episode just about season two called "The Downfall of Buck Rogers." Like a, bo- a bonus thing. We can right. reconvene. Everybody right. for that. Let's do it. Yeah. All right. If you, Another. we can, we can <coughs> let you know when we when we finished it and we can we can make arrangements. Okay. That would be fun. Sure. Yeah, because I was We're definitely always... gonna say we'd love love to have you both on anytime. Yeah, um, it's been a big pleasure for us. Yeah, it's been. We're not to have you on the Davenport here next. It's list. been harder to schedule with with Andy and Val trying to get everybody's everybody's schedule straight to do any kind of monthly thing. But Drew and I just figured, well, we'll just you know have guests and chat with people we like whenever they're not available or if they're available and just yes. kind of we we don't have anything else to do no, to, right daryl no, <laughs> well and the recording equipment's in our house so it's like we just that have helps. to go into the tiki bar and start recording so right. wait yeah. what you what Wow. We record to the tiki bar. You didn't oh, know that. We're <laughs> we're in the process of turning our spare bedroom into kind of an Adventureland wow. themed space, which we could turn on the camera camera and show you after after we wrap up the episode. It's not going to be great light, but um, but you can see what we've been doing. God damn it. If you want. But anyways, on that note, we should wrap up for the listeners because they're not going to get to see the tour. Yeah, right? you won't that's, get to that's see that's it. not very fair to them. <laughs> yeah. No. Yeah, I mean, so, some of the people listening have seen Rogers. it, but yeah, so I just wanted to say a big thank you for for the two of you to come join us, and um, if you wanted to let our listeners know, in case they're not already familiar with some of your podcasting, where they can find you. Go, Daryl. You have a long uh, list. I've, I've gone through the whole list. Uh, you can find me, uh, you can go to <laughs> com and you can find the network of podcasts that I'm on. All three thousand of them. Just not that many. <laughs> no, you've gone down to two thousand four hundred and ninety-one. Exactly. We you can't have there? more than Joel, can you? Ah, uh, you can. Well, he'll have more than me now. I think. He's, yeah, I, think I he's feel like Joel's on like twelve or something. Yeah. Yeah. Well, he works from home. Yeah. So. Yeah. Well, that's that's probably why he wasn't able to make it today. You know, he oh, had sure. another podcast yeah, he's on. I'm sure he he's did. Probably currently recording something right now. I'm I'm bet he is. Are eating breakfast dinner? What are the other? <laughs> breakfast dinner. Yeah. What time is it? Probably. Uh, it's really late right now. It's four o'clock here. <laughs> he's gone to bed. <laughs> you know how he is. He's going to regret not being on now. <laughs> I think he knew it would happen. Yes, he yep. knew. He knew. Yep. It's the dish on Joel hour. He knows, exactly. he knows what, what goes on. He knows what to expect. He knows. <laughs> and then, Peter, where can we find oh, you? Then? Oh, yeah. Uh, uh, well, they can find me on uh, the same show as Daryl, Retro Movie Geek. And then can find me on the same show as Allison, Tear on the Tube. And uh, you can go back to Forgotten Flicks and listen to, well, me and Daryl again with, with our other uh, uh, kid obnoxious brother, <laughs> Joel. Or they can find me on the interwebs, on the social medias, on Letterboxd and, and all that. Yeah. Well, I'll put, I'll yeah. put links in our show notes on hauntedavenport.com if people want to check out your other podcasting and warning tag for movie geek kind of feel left out that i don't have a podcast with peter now (laughs) (laughs) everybody else has a different podcast with peter Peter. 
I don't know. Uh, well, I mean, okay. you guys, you guys could probably find something to talk about. I'm yeah, sure. it would just I'm be sure. me and Peter talking about Aaron Gray. It'd and be, it'd be Julie like Newmar. the dirty, <laughs> the dirty old man podcast. Wait, I thought that's what Retro Movie Geek was. I'm yeah. about to say. We already, <laughs> we already have what that you're one. Saying is I just need to put out an audition for Retro Movie Geek. <laughs> just well, you are old. to have you as a guest sometimes. Yeah, so. you're always yeah. welcome. You know that the door is open. I don't. Yeah. I think we pulled down the door to be honest. Yeah, there's no door. Yeah, so the last, <laughs> the last, yes, the last year we just had we had guests on for every episode more or less. So it's I more think of the an door open was, breezeway. Yeah, right. yeah. People just come in, sit down. And like, oh, okay, are we talking movies? Yeah, sure. Sure now. Like I'll have to yeah. think of something. Yeah. <laughs> well, again, thank you for having us on this episode because this is, yeah. was not that I need an episode uh, or not that I need an excuse to watch Buck Rogers, but I plowed through every episode, so. Uh, so, well, uh, we we were talking about it after one of the Tear on the Tube episodes where Daryl was a guest, and it just kind of it made sense to me because I'd been wanting to do the show, and I thought this would be so fun. Yeah, it got me a reason to binge. Right. Aaron well, it was I good mean, having Buck you Rogers. guys on because you guys have a pretty deep expertise. It sounds like on the show. Oh, at least Aaron Gray. We watched Pamela yeah. Helmsley <laughs> and Pamela yes, Helmsley. Exactly. Oh. <laughs> yeah, we didn't even get that deep into, you know, covering Whoa. anything about, <laughs> hey now, <laughs> Pamela was uh, was a lesser subject today, so. Well, not that she is a lesser subject. No, she's no, not. no, she just had lesser she's episodes, just not lesser episodes, yeah. fewer episodes. She just had episodes. fewer episodes, exactly. Fewer episodes and fewer clothing. Well, yes. Which is, I'm yes. surprised. They had the heat turned up on that ship. Yeah. That's to. true. That's and yeah. And if you watch the pilot, there is a scene when she's getting horny in more than one way. Yep. Yep. <laughs> During the space. Oh, disco. the the headdress. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. She's, yeah. She's a little horny at that space the disco. Space. A little bit. A little bit. That yeah. damn scene where you where he yeah you you'll never unsee that space disco <laughs> scene. It is amazing in so many ways. I know. <laughs> Kane got all mad. He's like, don't yeah. you want to talk to the ministers? It's like, no, nope. no. I love that it just takes him two attempts of just correcting the guy yes. on yeah. his uh, yeah. music machine from getting disco music. Yeah. It's like, can you, can you, you pep it up a little bit? And he yeah. does he didn't even say disco. Like, he said he's rock. He's like, no, no, like, yeah. really rocking. Just throw it in there. And then yeah, he just, like, straightened up space disco. Yeah. It is amazing. It is, yeah. It's like white man dancing mm-hmm. in the Talking future. about the inner cities. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Remember that? And all the rich people there, and they're like, we're talking about the inner cities. Oh, my God. Yeah, you worry oh, wow. about people learning to dance if they're learning to dance from Buck Rogers. Oh, that's going to be rough for you if you go to school. not going to be good. No, <laughs> not be good at all. I guess later on there was an episode where they had some roller roller disco action for a minute i saw a clip yeah yeah they were. well wait wait till they get to the space rockers episode right. <laughs> have things to look oh forward God. to oh yeah to talk is... about on next time yeah we'll, 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 we'll have to do a buck rogers to electric boogaloo <laughs> oh my gosh <laughs> oh god all right well it was good having you guys on thanks Thank so you much for having for us out. thanks yeah. for having us Thanks for listening out there, and we hope you'll join us next time on the Haunted Davenport.